We can start in the Gemara today on Kofiyudal Lamed Beis, the last line on the bottom of the Yamut. The question was asked. So, what are we speaking about over here in this Gemara? It's uh, continuing from the Mishnah where it said that when a woman comes and says that her husband passed away, so if there's Shalim Ba'ilam, if it's peace in the world, we trust her. But if there's a Muhammad Ba'ilam, if it's a wartime, so then she may be estimating based on one the circumstances that her husband passed away, but not necessarily as you know it for a fact, so we can't trust her. So the question was asked as follows, We have no idea that there's any war going on in the world. And she comes along and tells us that there's a war. My, I was with my husband in a place where there was a war, there was fighting there, and my husband died. So now, what's the halacha now? So do we say, Why would she lie? The Iboy Amra Shalom Ba'ilam. She could have just came and said to us that if everything was peaceful and my husband passed away. And then we would have trusted her. Because in a time when it's peaceful in the world, we do trust her. So the fact that she comes and adds this information and tells us that there's a wartime and that's where my husband passed away, that doesn't take away her believability. That's one way. This, I mean, this is a Mali Lashaker is a concept which is also called Migu many times in the Gemara when a person says one claim and he could have said a better claim so we trust him with the fact that he could have said a better claim. That's a concept that's used in Dine Mominus all the time. But many Rishayim say that the Malu Lashaker in this Gemara is not related to the Migu that the Gemara usually uses as we'll see in a moment here. Or there's reason to say that we should not trust her even though she is the one that came and told us that there's a war here. Why? Now that we know that there is a war based on what she told us, the problem over here is she's not intending to lie, but she's just saying something, thinking that it's true that her husband passed away, and he didn't. And So therefore, even this, even the fact that she could have said that there was peace in the world, that doesn't prove anything though. That doesn't change the fact that she still is saying something and she's thinking that what she's saying is true, and it might not be true. So basically, the point the Gemara is saying is, Rashi explains here, Malu Lashaker is a concept that's used when, when we're suspecting a person of lying. So then we say, why are you suspecting him of lying? If he actually was a liar, he could have said a much better lie and been, and been uh, trusted. Elamites proof that he's being honest. But if you hear, the, the woman that says that her husband passed away in a time of war, it's not that we're suspecting her of lying. She simply is, is thinking that it's true that her husband passed away. She, she thinks, but the dummy, she actually thinks he passed away. So you're going to say that you have a raya, malu l'shaka, that she's probably not lying. How does that help? She's still, she's saying what she's saying because she thinks it's true. That's our problem. So therefore, malu l'shaka is not going to help us. Uh, so as I said, this is, this is the reason why Rishayim say that even in the first side of the Gemara, it's not using the usual concept of malu l'shaka that it uses in other places. Rather, the way the Rishonim put it, and you see it in Teisvis also, that over here, because she added these words, what the Gemara is saying is, she added these words that there is a Muhammad by them. She didn't have to add that. It's not going to take away her trustworthiness because we didn't have any prior knowledge that there's this Muhammad by them. And just because she's adding that, it's not enough to take away her believability. That's the way the Rishonim explained it. Okay, so the Gemara tries to bring a few different eyes to this. Tashima, the first Rai is... The Braise that says, a woman comes and says, Ishnu aleinu bayis, that someone came and set our house on fire and it was full of smoke, or Ishnu aleinu maida, or we were in a cave somewhere and it became full of smoke, and who mace, my husband died, vanimitzalti, and I was saved. Eino, nemenes, we don't believe her. So what do we see here? 
This is sort of similar to this concept where she is telling us that there's a Muhammad that happened here. She's telling us that people came and set our house on fire. We had no knowledge prior to this that there was something bad that happened here. And then she says that her husband passed away and we don't believe her. So we see, even though she's the one that said that, this, that there's something here that happened that is the cause to, to now say that we should not believe her, uh, because now maybe she's just thinking, she's, um, she's uh, evaluating that probably her husband passed away, but really she didn't. But nevertheless, we don't believe her. Because over here we're going to say, because a fire happened, she may not know for a fact that her husband passed away. And says the Gemara, there's no riot from there. Shani awesome, that case is different. The Amar law, because we tell her, just like a miracle happened to you, maybe a miracle happened to your husband. So the way Rashi explains the answer to the Gemara, when this woman came and said that our, this house was set on fire, she never really actually came and said, and I saw my husband died in the fire. She came and said that there was a fire, and it seemed to be impossible to escape this fire, and I somehow jumped out of a window and I got saved. And my husband, I, I died, it's impossible that he got saved from this fire. But she never actually was saying, hey, this that the husband died. Before we were talking about a case, a woman comes and says, my husband died in war. And she's the one that told us that there was a war. So the Gemara wanted to compare to this case. That over here there was a fire and she's saying, I got saved and my husband died. So the Gemara is now saying, no, over here she never said her husband died. She just said that there was a major fire and I got saved. So therefore we tell her, how do you know? Maybe a miracle happened to your husband as well. Toshima, another raya, noflu aleinu oivdekechovim. She comes and says, we were attacked by Goyim. Noflu aleinu listim, we were attacked by bandits. So again, this is something that we had no prior knowledge of. And she's coming and telling us about what happened here. And then she says, Who mace? My husband died when it's salty. And I got saved. So what do we see? So the Braise says, Nemenes. That over here, we do believe her. So what do I see from this? I'm believing her. Why? Seemingly the reason is because since she's the one that's telling us this information that there was this attack that happened to them, sort of like a Mulchamesh, they got attacked. And she's the one that's sharing that information. So we have to believe her afterwards when she says also that my husband died. And says the Gemara, no, there, there's a different reason we believe her. Hasam Ravidi. Ravidi. Ravidi said, Isha Klizaina Alel. Interesting thing. When it comes to a woman that's attacked by Goyim or attacked by bandits, a woman, it's like she has her armor with her, her, her um, weapons with her. The reason for this is when bandits attack people, so when it comes to the men, they kill them out right away. When it comes to the women, they don't kill them out. They want to abuse them in different ways. And therefore, she was alive and she remained there and she saw, she's not afraid that they're going to kill her. And she saw, we assume that she did see her husband die when this happened. And therefore, when she comes and says that her husband died, she probably was present and therefore we could trust her. There was a story that happened. There was this person, the Bishili Hilule, at the end of his chasana, tremendous tragedy happened. Italy Nure Bey Ganoni. So there was a fire that broke out in the Ganoni. Ganoni is that private place where the Chassan and Kala are, to, they, they, they live there for the whole Sheva Brachas in those times. So a fire broke out over there where the Chassan and Kala were. Amr so the wife, the Kala, was screaming and said, Chazu Gavroi, Chazu Gavroi, look my husband, look my husband is there in the fire. Asu, so Adam, people came, and Chazu Gavre, and they actually saw a man there, Charucha, they saw a man that was burnt, the Shadi, it was thrown down on the floor, and they, they saw actually a piece of a hand, a piece of a palm of a hand that was there on the floor that was burnt. So Savar Avchir Baravan Lameima, Avchir Baravan thought to say that we can't trust her. 
Hainu Ishnu Bayis. This is an Ishnu Aleinu Maira. This case is similar to what it said before when a woman comes and says that our house was on fire or the, or the cave that we were in was on fire. And she says, I was saved and my husband died. So what did it say before? That we don't believe her. And we say to her, maybe unless happened to your husband. So over here as well, when she's coming and telling us that her husband got burnt in this fire and look, this is my husband that got burnt, we don't believe her. So the Gemara says, how could you compare to that case? What kind of a comparison is there? Over there, she didn't come and tell us, here, look, this is my husband, this is my husband. Over there, she's just coming after the fact and reporting to us a story that happened. But here, she's coming and showing us that her husband is, is getting burnt in the fire. And she's showing us this man that was here that got burnt and you see a piece of his hand so, so this, is, this is much more of a proof that what she's saying is true. And this is her husband that died here. So the Gemara now wants to understand, how could Rav Chiyah Bar-Oven even think to Paskin this way, that we don't trust her? But Rav Chiyah Bar-Oven, why would Rav Chiyah Bar-Oven think not to trust her? Because Gavra Charucha Dushadye, even though she was pointing to a man that got burnt there, and we see this body that got burnt, Eime, we could still say, Inish Achrine Osa, maybe it's not her husband, maybe there was someone else that came along here, that tried to save her husband, and the fire burnt this person that came to save him, and the piece of the hand that you see over there, even if you're going to say, that's a piece of a hand from her husband, so maybe what happened was, maybe the fire caught onto her, the body of her husband, and it burnt off his hand, so now he became blemished, in other words, he, doesn't, he lost his hand, because he was so ashamed, he, taught, he ran away. He ran away from his wife. Maybe that's what happened over here. If you don't have a clear sign, the point is, and this is something that we'll see throughout the Gemara later, if you don't have a clear sign that this man that died here is her husband, so then it is possible that it's someone else, maybe someone came to save her and her husband ran away. That was the Svara of Rav uh, Barov, why he didn't want to trust her. Another Shailah the Gemara asks here, the question was asked as follows, Eidechad b'mulchame mahu. Trusting, huh? What, but what, how did they resolve the first one? It doesn't. The Gemara never resolved it yet. You have a one witness that comes and says that this man died in war. Mahu. Do we trust him or not? So this is actually going back to something we learned earlier in the Masechta. The mission here is speaking about a woman that says testimony about her husband. But earlier in the Masechta, if you remember, we had a Mishnah that spoke about an aid. One aid that comes and says that a man died. And there the Mishnah says that we trust the aid. And so now the question of the Gemara is, should we trust an aid Echad even if he's saying testimony in a wartime? Regarding a woman saying testimony about her husband in a wartime, we don't trust her. Maybe the same is regarding an Eid Echot, that in wartime we don't trust her. So what's the basis of this question here? So a time of Eid Echot, do I say the reason why an Eid Echot Mehemen, that he's believed, who and therefore because saying Eidus about a person that died is something that eventually will come out. Even in those times when travel wasn't like it is today, but eventually this guy will show up if he's alive. His wife is over here in this city. This is where he came from. Eventually he's going to show up. So nobody would say, hey, that this man died if he's actually still alive. And that's why we believe him. So therefore, even in wartime, if an aid is saying, hey, that this man died, he's not going to lie. 
or maybe time the the only reason why we trust an Eidechad is, and we had this before in the Gemara, it's actually a combination of the fact that we're relying on the woman, on the wife, that she's going to make her own investigation. Because she's the one that's going to make a, a, an investigation to find out if her husband died or not. The Gemara said before, because if she gets remarried and she relies on this Eidechad, she later is going to suffer such great penalties so she makes her own investigation in advance. That's who we're relying on. But Vahacha over here, so we're not greatest to the brackets, Lidaiko Mintzave. Over here in this case, as the Mishnah already said, in a time of war, a woman is not trusted because she thinks that for sure her husband died. She, that, that's the nature of a woman in the time of war. She gives up on the fact that her husband is still alive and she thinks he died. So over here, she does not make this investigation. So if the aid is only being believed, also relying on the Isha, on the woman, so over here we know that we don't rely on the woman. So the so aid should not be believed. So Omar Ami Bachama. Tashama, bring you a raya from the following story. Omar Abakiva, Abakiva said, When I went down to Nerdo, La'aber hashana to be ma'aber the year to have a, to add an extra month to the year to make a ibiyar. So this this is an interesting thing. Taisa speaks about this. Usually a bezdin only in Eretz Yisrael could add a month to the year. Bechlal to be mekadosh achaydish or anything uh, only a bezdin in Eretz Yisrael. This is a very unique thing that he had to go down to Nerdot to do this. And it was in the times when there's exeda in Eretz Yisrael and they weren't able to do it in Eretz Yisrael. So in a time when there's an einus, you can do it outside of Eretz Yisrael, but usually you can't. So anyways, Rabbi Kiva went down to Nerdot. So Mitzasi Nechemia Ish Beisli. I found an individual by the name of Nechemia Ish Beisli. Vamali and this Nachemye says to me, Shamaiti, I heard that in Eretz Yisrael they don't accept the Eidus of an Eidechad that says that a, a woman's husband uh, died. So they, they don't remarry her based on the words of an Eidechad. So Ella, Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava, the only one that does hold that you could accept the words of the Eidechad is Rabbi Yehuda ben Bava. And Rabbi Kiva says, and I responded to him, It's true what you're saying. Amali, so, so Nehemi Ishdali said to me, Mishmi, go tell them in my name. You do know that this country that I live in over here, so it's 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 a war time. There's, there's, there's different armies that are here and that are fighting with one another. So But nevertheless, tell them that this is the the Kabbalah, this is what I accepted, the halacha I accepted from Ragamlil Azakin, Shemasian Aisha Apiedachot. That you could marry off a woman that Eidecha uh, comes and says her husband died. That's, and so therefore, Nechemiyeh basically was telling them that yes, it is a war time, but nevertheless, go tell them in the name of Rabbi Gamliel that you could accept the words of an Eidecha that the husband died. So the Gemara says, what does this mean? So my Medina Mishabeshish Begai says, what did he mean to say when he gave the introduction that this country has armies here that are on the, on the, in, in, the, in this area? Lav, didn't he mean to say, Afagav, he was coming to say a Chiddush, that even though the Medina Zum even though this country is a war-torn, a war-torn place, but nevertheless... Even in this situation, I still have accepted this halacha, that you still can marry off Yisha with an Eidechot. So this proves, even in a time of a war, you could trust an Eidechot. So Rebbe says, that's not what he meant to say. We misunderstood totally what he was trying to say. Because Yihachi, if this is what he meant to say, he was coming to say this halacha, that even in wartime, you trust an Eidechot, 
So why was he emphasizing that go and tell them that it's here in this country, right here where I'm living, that there is a, now in this country, in this Medina, that there is a war. Chlali should have said, he's coming to say a general halacha, that anywhere, if wherever there's a war, and an Eidechad comes and says in that time, in that situation, that the woman died, I believe the Eidechad. Why was he emphasizing here, right now, in this Medina, where I am, that there's a war? So he should have been speaking about any time that there's a war. So Elah says the Gemara, Omar This individual, Nehemiah Ish based Li, that was giving over Kabbalah from Gamliel Azakin, he meant to say something completely different. He meant to say something that was relevant for himself. Atam Yaidim, he was saying as follows, you know, that right here now, his country is full of, full of armies that are here, and therefore it's very hard to travel. I can't leave the people of my house, and to come to the Rabbanon, and to tell them what I know, that a person died. But nevertheless, but nevertheless, this is the Kabbalah that I accept from Rabbi Gamliel, that you can marry off a woman with one eight. So he, didn't, he didn't, wasn't trying to say that you accept the words of an Eidechad even in a time of war. He was, just, he was talking about the fact that there's a war just to explain why he himself can't travel. That's all. But he's not coming to say that this halacha applies even in a time when there's a war. Toshima, another day the Gemara tries to bring. There's a story. There were two Tamidachachamim that were traveling with Abba Yaisi ben Simoy on a boat. Betava, and the boat sank, and they all passed away. And now, who did they use as witnesses to know that they actually died? The Heisi Rebbe, Nishayseyen, and Rebbe married off their wives, Apinoshim, based on the testimony of women that came and said that they saw that they sank and they, 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 they drowned. Okay, so what is Gemara trying to prove from here? So the Gemara explains, the fact that they drowned in water and there was a big storm and therefore they drowned, it's similar to wartime. Meaning it's a situation where it's possible that a person could assume that someone died even if he doesn't actually know it for a fact. And also, v'noshim, women saying testimony that these men died. Even when you have a hundred women, they're not kosher eidos. Their eidos is equivalent to the aid of one eight. Vikatani, and what does it say here? Heisi, that Rabbi trusted these women that are equivalent to one aid in a time where the boat sank, which is equivalent to a wartime. So you see that even in a wartime, you trust an Eidechad. Says the Gemara, you can't bring a raya from there. Is this a good logical raya? There's another problem here with this braisa. Why? There's a rule regarding water. When you see that a person drowns in water, and this is something the Gemara is going to bring a few times later, when, you, when Adam come and tell you, we saw a person drowned in water, and it's Mayim Shein Lem Saif. Mayim Shein Lem Saif means like the ocean. Rashi says the, the concept of Mayim Shein Lem Saif is when you stand in front of water, and you can't see the end of the water in any direction. And what's the halacha regarding such kind of water that a person drowned in? Umayim she'en lem saif. If Adam come and say that a person drowned in water and you don't see the other side of where the water ends, ishtay asura. His wife is not allowed to get remarried because it always could be that somehow this person was able to swim very far and he came up on the other side on a shore somewhere where it's out of your eyesight. So if so, the question is, over here, there's another problem. How could we how could we trust these women to say that this, these, these uh, Tanoim that were on this boat died if it was in an ocean and the Maim Shein Lem Saif and these women didn't see? 
Ella, hey Chidami, so what are you going to have to answer? What was the case there? The Omri, these women that came and said, Eidos, they said, Asiknu Kaman, we actually saw them taking their bodies out of the water right in front of us. So we saw that they passed away. And we saw them immediately there that they passed away. So the Gemara adds to this, not only that, the Ka'omri, these women that were saying Eidos, that the Rabbi trusted them, they were also saying Simonim, they also said Simonim, they gave Simonim that these were their bodies. There's signs, the Gemara will speak about later exactly what those Simonim are. But they gave very clear signs that this was these Tanoim that passed away. So if so, the Lavalai Simchinan, we're not really trusting only their testimony, Allah Simonim. We're trusting the, the Simonim that they gave. And that's why we're trusting them. We're not just trusting an Eid Echod, the, these women that are equivalent to an Eid Echod. But maybe when you just trust an Eid Echod in a time of war, who says you can rely on the Eid Echod? Over here we were trusting these women because they gave Simonim. So therefore the Gemara is not Peshit, does not resolve the Ibayah that we ask regarding an Eid Echod in a wartime. Now the Gemara brings another Shaila regarding a money matter and it tries to compare it to one of the cases that we had before. or this case over here. Ahugavre. So there was an individual, the Afkit Shumshimigabichavre. He gave sesame seeds as a pakodan, as a deposit for his friend to safeguard for him. Omale, so now he comes back to him and he says, Havli Shumshimi, give me back my uh, sesame seeds. Omale, so his friend tells him, Shaklasino, you already took it, I don't have it, I gave it back to you already. So his friend tells him, but what do you mean? This is exactly the amount of sesame seeds that I gave you. And it's still in the barrel that I gave it to you. Go look, you'll see it's still in the barrel there that I gave you. So this person answers him, Yours you took back already. What's here is something else. It's not the same sesame It's my sesame seeds. It's other sesame seeds. So what's that lache? Who do we trust over here? So Rav Chista Lameima, so Rav Chista thought to say, Hainu Shnei Tamidei Chachamim. This is similar to this case that we just had over here with these two Tamidei Chachamim that drowned and their bodies were recovered. And what do we say there? Over there, we're not going to say that the two Tamidei Chachamim that were recovered are maybe, or the two bodies that we see are maybe different bodies. And those Tamidei Chachamim that drowned, maybe they came out from the water in a different location and we don't know who it is. We say that it's the same people that drowned. Those are the same people that their bodies were, were, were dragged out of the water. Over here as well, regarding this person that says, look, I gave you sesame seeds and it's the same amount of sesame seeds that I gave you that's right now here in a barrel. So we, we trust him because we see it's the same amount. And we're not going to assume that he emptied out those sesame seeds and he put in his own sesame seeds. We're not going to be chayshish for that. That's uh, the comparison that Rav Chista wanted to make. So Rav says, what kind of a comparison is this? Midami, Hasam, over there, Ka'amri Simonim. Over there they gave very clear signs. You saw the clear signs in the body that it's the same bodies of those individuals that drowned. Hacha, Shumshimi, my Simonim is What kind of a Simonim, what kind of Simon did this person that's demanding to get his Shumshimi, his sesames back, what kind of a Simon did he give? Ay, now, Chayr over here, he also gave a simon. He said, look, he gave the exact amount of how much he gave as a pikodin. He goes and gives the exact amount of seeds that there are, then you see that it's that amount. That's not a good simon. You can say that it is possible that the, the amount of seeds that this person owned himself happened to be the exact same amount. It doesn't have to be that uh, that's not a very, very good simon.
I mean, this is something that the Gemara really discusses in Bab Metziah. There are various different levels of simonim. So this kind of a simon, because it's the same amount, is not a very strong simon. So therefore we can't rely on this. So now, Amalei Makshisha Bar of Chistel Ravashi. So Makshisha said, the son of Rav Chistel, said to Ravashi, Umi Chayshinon Shema Pinon. So he sort of came to uh, defend his father's Psakdin. So he says, So now, based on this, what are you saying? They were actually afraid that what happened was that the person gave Taka this Pekadon of Shumshumin, but it was, the barrel was emptied out, it was returned to him, and the owner put his own Shumshumin with the exact same amount into this barrel. That's what basically you're afraid that happened over here. So he asks, are we really afraid that such a thing happened? That the owner put his own, own sesame seeds into this barrel, and he returned already those sesame seeds? But Vatana, and we learned in a Mishnah as follows. This is a Mishnah in Maiseshani that discusses a halacha when you're not sure the contents of what's in a barrel or what's in a keli. Matzah keli, you find a vessel, the kasaval of kuf, and there's a kuf, a letter kuf that's written on this keli. So what do I say? What's inside here? Carbon. This is probably the contents is something from a carbon. That's what the kuf is, a carbon. Mem, if there's a letter mem that's written on this keli. Meister, that's probably meister. Dalit, if there's a letter dalit, dimua. So then this is something where there's a mixture of truma and chulen. Tess, if the letter Tess is written, Tevel, then this is produce that uh, Maisa was not taken yet. Tov, if the letter Tov is written, Trume. That's probably a Trume. Shebishas, a Sakana, Tov. In a time of a Sakana, when they weren't allowed to give Trume, there was Xayda not to give Trume, so then they would write a letter Tov, Tachas Trume, instead of writing Trume. What's the Gemara proving from that Mishnah? You see that when you have the contents in a keli and you have a letter written on it, you can rely on the fact that whatever contents was placed in that keli is still there. And you're not chayshish that maybe, could be there was trumah there before, but it was emptied out and it was changed. We're not chayshish for that. So over here as well, if this person says, here's the barrel, and the same shumshim are there, why should we be chayshish that the owner emptied out and returned those seeds and not put in his own seeds? And Rav Saravina responds to Ravashi and says about this question, but is it true that we're not afraid that maybe the Kaili was emptied out? Aim the safe, look at what it says in the safe of that Mishnah there. Rabbi Yaisi says, You find a barrel and it's written on it clearly, not, not just a tough, it's written on it, the whole word Truma, we have to treat it as Chulin. Why? Because I say, Yesterday this barrel was full of trume. But maybe it was emptied out. And maybe now he put chulin into it. So I see over here that we are concerned that maybe it was emptied out and now it's full of chulin. So it's interesting. So the Mepharshim point out, even though you, it looks like that there's a machlaikis here between the Tanakam and Rabbi Yaisi, but the Gemara considers this svara that it could be was emptied out to be such a good svara that it, it, it Gemara does not think that there's any argument about this and therefore we are chayshish that it was empty, emptied out so over here as well we are chayshish when the person gave this pekadin of these sesame seeds we're chayshish that it was emptied out Taisus actually points out that it's very unusual what the Gemara is doing here the Gemara is comparing a question regarding Dine Mominus to a, uh, to a situation where there's a shaila of, of something, whether it's osr or not. Usually we don't compare dine mominus to isurim. By isurim, the klal is, you always have to be machmer. Even if it's a suffix, maybe it's still truma, you have to be machmer. And by dine mominus, the halach is punk fakar, If there's a suffix about this, so you're not going to be able to get paid back, because tamaytz mechavere olavaraya. How is the Gemara Bechla comparing these two things? 
Okay, Taisus asks this question, Taisus speaks about it. Be it as it may, let's go weiter. Ella, so the Gemara explains as follows. The truth is that everybody would agree that when you see a barrel that contained trum in it, even if it's written trum on it, usually you would be concerned that the contents of this barrel was emptied out. But over here it's different. When you have actually a writing on it, there's a machlaikis about this. The argument over here in this mission is as follows. Marsovar. So one opinion is, the Tanakame, Misa de Pino, if it's true that it was emptied out, and he took out the trume and he put in chulin, Michper have a He would have erased the letter Tav or the word trume. If he didn't erase the trume, the word trume, so it means that it's still trume. Idach, what Rabbi Yaisi says, it's possible that he forgot to erase the word trume. That's uh, so over here specifically. In other words, in a usual case, we will be chayshish that the contents of a barrel or a keli was changed. But over here, when there's still a word on it or a letter, so here's a machlekes. And Rabbi Yaisi, even in this case, says that it's possible that he forgot to erase the word. Inami, or the Gemara says another very interesting shafke. Possibly, not he forgot. He intentionally left the word trum on it. Why? Because that's a, the best way to preserve this chul in there. If he's going to have the word trum on it, nobody's going to touch it. Nobody's going to want to take it because it says trum on it. Who's going to want to take it? There's the famous joke that the Welt says when you get to a person that had the bottle of milk that he kept in the fridge in his workplace and every day someone would take from his bottle of milk. And he wrote on the bottle, lay sig knife, didn't help. Finally, he writes in it, chalavakum, and, it, and nobody touches it. It's exactly what the Gemara is saying here. It's a befeidish Gemara. Okay, so the Gemara, Yitzchak, Reish Golusa, Bar Achse de Rav Bivi, Yitzchak was a Reish Golusa, and he was the uh, nephew of Rav Bivi. He was traveling from Kurtuvi to Aspamia, and Vishachiv, and he passed away. So Shalchu Mehasam, they sent uh, people, they sent Adam to come and say about him that Yitzchok Reshkalusa Ba Achsid Rabbevi have a kaazum ikutvila spamya vishakh. They sent over this exact message that this Yitzchok the Reshkalusa passed away. Now the question is, could we rely on these witnesses or not? Why not? Mikhai Shinon, should we be concerned, Latre Yitzchak? Maybe there's two individuals that have the same name of Yitzchak, and therefore we can't rely on the witnesses. Oilai. Or we're not Chayshish. We say if we got this testimony, so there's only one Yitzchak Reish Galusa, and that's it. In, in the way the Lashon of the Gemara is written over here, it's very hard to understand what the Gemara is saying because the Gemara here says that the, the, what the testimony that was sent was Yitzchak Reish Galusa Bar Achse the Rav Bevi, the nephew of Rav Bevi, passed away. Well, what kind of suffix is there? It says clearly which Yitzchak we're speaking about. So some Rishonim, they, they actually take out this, when it says that he was the nephew of Barbevi, they take that out. So therefore, we, it could be there is another Rav Yitzchak. The question is, are we concerned that there could be another person with the same name? Abayi says we are concerned that there's another person with the same name. Rav says, no, we're not concerned that there might be another person with the same name. Abayi says, from where do I see that we are concerned about this? Because it was a story with a get, the it was found in the city of, Nevda, uh, of Nerda, and the Kosav, and it was written in the Get, Bitsat, Klanye, Mosa, that by the side of this city, Klanye, so Anna Andruloi, Nerda, Mid, this person by the name of Andruloi from Nerda, Patris, Vetarachis, Yasplainis, Intisi. I gave a Get, I divorced my wife, and, and that, that was what was written on this Get. So now, so it had a name. It had a name, and it had a name of a city as well. Who? Andruloi from Nerdog gave this get. 
Now the question was, <coughs> so should they give this get to this woman? Is this, uh, do, do they know that it's, this Andrew Loy, her husband, is the one that gave her the get? So the, so the father of Shmuel sent to ask Rabbi Yudin about this get, could we trust that there's only one Andrew Loy and, and the Andrew Linoi, and therefore it's his get? And Rabbi Yudinesiya sent back to Badik Nerdo Kulab. You have to go and look in the entire city Nerdo. Maybe there's another person by the name of Andrew Linoi. And so, how do we know who exactly the person is that wrote this get? So, Rabbi says, you see right over here that he was concerned about this. You can't trust. Just because it has a name, it doesn't mean that the name is one person, it could be someone else. Rava, Ma. Rava says, no, that story, you can't trust that story. Why not? In Isa, if it's true that you have to go check and see if there's another person with the same name. So you've the Kalailami Bayale. So then Abudinasi, you should say that you have to really check in the entire world. Could be there's a person by the name of Andrelinoi that was in Nerda and wrote the get and traveled elsewhere. And that you have to check the entire world. How, how do you know he's still in the city of Nerda? So you can't rely on that story. The only reason Rabbi Yehudin sent to answer this, that you should go and check the whole city, is because he didn't want to embarrass the father of Shmuel. He asked such a kind of a question. And really, it's not a question at all. There's no reason why not to trust the name. So he didn't want to embarrass him. So he said, go, go check the city, see if there's another person. But really, you don't have to check at all. And the get, no, the get is good. No, you, again, you do rely on the get, and you don't have to check at all. He just didn't, he didn't want to embarrass the father of Shmuel when he asked this Shaila, and, but, but the get is good. Because we don't, we're not chayshish, that there's another person. When you have a name of a person, and a name of a city, we don't have to be chayshish, there's someone else with this name. Now Rav says, Where do I know my Allah that I said that we're not concerned that there's uh, someone else? There was a story with two shtaris, two documents of a loan, the Nafgibi Mechuzeh, that came out in the city of Mechuzeh. And the two creditors that had this star in their hands, so they had their names in the star. And Rav Baravua, Rav Baravua, used these shtaris to collect with it. Now, it had a name in it, but the problem is, these two names in those times, in the city of Mechuzah, it's a very common name. So how could you allow a Malva, a creditor, to use this star with this name in it to collect the loan? Maybe it's someone else's star that has someone else's name and it's in your hands and you just have the same name like another person. That, so therefore, Rav says, when a person has a star and has his name in the star, we're not chayshish that it's someone else. Okay, let's just finish the Indian here. So now the Gemara explains why does Abai not consider this to be a good raya? So he says, when it comes to a document of a loan, there's no issue. There's nothing to be chayshish for. Abai says, What should we be concerned about? A person has a star and the star carries his name and he's taking out the star. So why shouldn't we allow him to collect with it? And the Gemara goes through all the, all the possible scenarios. Are we concerned that the, malved, the, the true Malved wrapped the star? And now someone else with the same name picked it up. We know a rule about a, a document that has a loan in it. A person that owns the star is very careful not to drop this. So we're not going to be chayshish for that. Are we concerned maybe the true owner of this document gave it as a pikadain to another individual that happens to have the same name as him. And now this person is using it to collect money. 
We're not concerned about such a thing to happen. If your name and his name, if you, if you have the same name, who would be crazy enough to give a document of a loan to someone else that has the exact same name as him? He can take advantage of it and use it and collect with it. So we're not concerned that that happened. My Amris, so the only thing you could say of what may have happened is, maybe he gave it to him. He gave it to him with the intention to sell it to him, to another person that has the same name, but he never really made a proper Kenyan. So this person never really properly acquired this document. Says the Gemara, no, but the halacha is, Letters, which refers to a shtar, written words in a document of a loan that you give someone to sell to him, even with no other additional Kenyan, that itself that you gave him, this document, it becomes his, he acquires it. So even if someone else that had the same name gave it to him, so now he owns it, now it becomes his, and therefore he could collect with it. So therefore the Gemara is pointing out, when it comes to a, a, a document of money for, for a loan, so there's no reason to be concerned when a person is, wants to collect with this document that carries his name. So if Abayah says, there's no raya from there.